The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And not to suck my own dick, but the ROI that from what we've put into crypto and what I've made in crypto is insane. Still, I'm way kicking our fucking 401k's ass, which was the whole point. That's something that's kind of understated in uh, our journey with crypto is like, yeah, I am beating our 401k. So oh, like, yeah. By a mile. By a, lot. by a lot. I wish you wouldn't put into my head the visualization of you sucking your own dick. But <sighs> well, other than that, I... I'm okay with you, your colorful use of language. Well, let's be real. I would have to put my head all the way between my thighs. Like, first of all, you're too tall. Near my asshole. Yeah. Really and uh, secondly, you're a grower, not a shower. So you'd have to like get it there first. It's a little buddy. He's a little tiny little buddy. <laughs> a little nub. Welcome back to the Shit They Do Not Tell You What About podcast. It's called Shit They Don't Tell and You. And we are talking today. This is a continuation. This is a part B episode. I'm Nikki Limo. We have, and by the way, my name is Stephen Green, but we have never done a part B uh, in the Shit They Do Not Tell You What About History. Which we is, have. It's a history. This is a historical day. We, we've done it. One so, time on our 100th episode, we took questions and it went for two episodes. So what's significant about today <laughs> is that we're actually carrying over a conversation from a previous yes, episode. Yeah. That, that's, that's remarkable. Okay. That part. 
we we've never had a part two. This is me correcting an inaccuracy, which is we talked about in the first episode. Okay. But we we've never had an, a part two where we um, decided it was going to be part two. We had a part two where it was split into two episodes because it was too long. Hey, that's just a fact. That is Good facts. Point. That's Thank a fact. you. Now the story is accurate. Good point. And we can proceed with the rest of the <laughs> yes, conversation. I like it. I like it. I was like, what you just did with your legs, so we're good. Oops, sorry. Sorry. Uh, sorry, Mark. Nikki's smoking the fucking screen up over here, sorry. by the way. So you guys got to be careful out there. Excuse if you guys, me. If you're, if you're looking at this in 1080p. If you thought you were sitting in a no-smoking zone. <laughs> oh, 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 guess what? 90s joke. You're going to die of lung cancer, actually. So, maybe so be careful out there. Be careful. Be careful about it. Be more safe. Don't smoke. Don't vape either. Hey, I just saw some ads about that. About not vaping? Kids is vaping out there. They love the flavors. Kids never listen. Kids love the flavors. They used to love the flavors of Backies. I saw one. <laughs> just real quick. I saw this kid. And like, you know, we've all fallen into like overacting kingdom. Sure. But there's this ad with his kids, like, you know, telling his mom to, like, fuck off in the most PG way because it's, like, for an ad for YouTube. Mm -hmm. And, like, this kid's just, like, all he can do is, like, he's basically just shake his head and, like, sit down frustratedly. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, yeah, that's not how a teenager talks to his mother when he's, like, actually pissed. How did you talk to yours? Oh, my God, bro. It's, like, hey. Hey, how about you? Hey, hey, how about, hey, mama, hey. mama mia. Hey, why you gotta drive the truck so loud? <laughs> you know, that's kind of like okay. a little inside baseball. I'm from an Italian family. I uh, know, but to continue this conversation, um, look, if this wasn't such a significant and personal topic for myself and the limo here, yeah, it wouldn't be as interesting to us, but it is so personal to us mm -hmm. that I could talk about it forever. Yeah, true. And we do we all do. the time, but we don't Offline. really we don't really record it. No. And um I do think it is very much shit they don't tell you. It's just that in the past I felt like, well, this is shit they don't tell you that I experienced to be true, but I am kind of hesitant to share because it might not be well received. Well, yeah, no, and and you know, we all spend too much time doing that, but yeah. one of the best things about doing this show that for me and Nikki has been like one of the more fulfilling things honestly ever um, is just how much we appreciate the feedback from people. Cause you know, you're just like, it's, it's a strange interaction, right? Yeah. You're doing something in your little room and you're recording it and then you're putting it out there and the you world. don't know who the fuck is absolutely listening. Yeah. You see numbers on the screen, but it doesn't really it register, doesn't register ever until you meet people yes. in person. Yeah. And then you're hearing stories about, you know, oh, I thought I couldn't do this, but then I saw you guys talking about this. Oh, well, yeah, like people tweeting or po posting Instagram stories of them like changing their whole lives. And I'm like, wow. And they like credit, they'll like tag me and like from listening to this podcast, I'm like, what? Like, yeah. whoa, like you, you did that. You did You it. did that. That's the thing too that I wish more people knew. You did it. You did yeah. it. But you just don't realize what you're, you know, you do. <laughs> Like, believe it or not, we're very humble people <laughs> and we don't see ourselves as like... Number one key to being the, to, to a sign that someone's humble is when they say that they're a humble person. You got to tell people. But no, I don't sit there and like just <laughs> yeah. go, man, I'm bugging. Like, we are the shit. People up. Oh my God. No, it really is The way is about, we hit that breakup button and they broke up, uh, we did that. <laughs> that is the only thing I get off on is breaking people up, as you know. Uh, but no, but um, yeah, just, just how... 
doing our thing has made people go, ah, oh, maybe I could do that too. And that's all I've ever wanted. Yeah. In life. I yes. swear. If my mantra is anything, it's that I'm not better than anybody. Even when it's not the same thing. Like, like, like when we did the coverage of, of like me going far on the WSOP, yeah. I got messages like of people interested in poker now World that like were never, yeah. whenever like that we were, where they weren't into poker before. Now they, they're kind of into poker. And they for women get into as well, it. who yeah. never thought that but they could contend. Beyond that, because that's kind of like an obvious uh, inspiration shirt, but beyond that, people were messaging me saying that they always had a dream of doing X thing, like some like passion that they had, and they kind of brushed it off as something that was a silly dream or yes. whatever. But the way that they saw me go through that cycle, because they followed the vlogs, and they're like, I remember when you just got in, and now you're doing this. Like, what could I do? And it, it kind of unlocked their own potential in them. And I was like, that is amazing. It is. Um, it's amazing that you got that from watching me do a completely separate thing. Yeah. And I you love, and I love that. And you, I would never have guessed that. I know. I mean, dude, I'm. Here I am, a humble man who had porn stars in a, ba- in a bus and had guys thinking they're getting on the bang bus. Man. And, you know, people tell me that it stopped themselves from killing themselves. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> I don't know how that works mathematically. <laughs> but thank you. Yeah. But also, I think that you had mostly to do. I think you were the biggest part of that. And you, sir, they were open to to something that would help them stop <laughs> yeah, themselves from doing Just that. anything. You know, like yeah. fucking, like somebody could have honestly like t boned them in traffic, <laughs> and they'd be like, "Thank you. I think you stopped me." Because because that's how I feel about myself. Yeah. Compared to like what they're bequesting me. Mm-hmm. With a compliment like that, yeah, exactly. Like they, <laughs> it feels like a huge like honor. I'm like, that, bro, that's yeah. not the thought I put into this shit. I promise you, I wasn't sitting there thinking about. But isn't that crazy? How that happens? Crazy. You just don't know how people are going to react, right? No. It's like art. It's yeah. like art. It's like it's like it walking through Guggenheim, right? Yeah. It's like people have intense, <clears throat> extreme emotional reactions to art, and like and everything. Some people don't. And everything some people from like the, meh. To hey, like, some people go up to the Mona Lisa and like, whatever. That's me. <laughs> and I love them. <laughs> By the way, I love them just as much as anybody who's going to sit there and talk about the past D's. No, like, you know me, I'm, I'm like, wow, okay, logically, this is a one-of-a-kind piece of art. This is a historical thing. This is, and me trying <laughs> I to- I should like this I'm more. I'm trying so very Why hard- Why can't I fit in? To soak it. I'm like, I really, really want to appreciate this with all my heart. I want to appreciate it. Not many people get to see this wonderful work of art. And I, in my head, I, I know all the reasons that I want to appreciate this art. Yeah. And I just, it just is not affecting me. And that's. You want to fit in, but you want to fit in. And, and I'm not shitting on the Mona Lisa. This is not but just, and this is not just a a singular to the Mona Lisa. It's happened like when we went around the world seeing like, yeah. like the Buckingham Palace and like all these different like sightseeing things that like are like, wow, this has been around forever. And I'm like trying very my hardest to soak it in and be yeah. like. This is a, um, this is a one of a kind thing, and like <laughs> trying to use a power to like be be affected. Whereas like other people are so easily like like they'll they'll cry at it, you know. And that's happened a few times too. Like I went to the Ground Zero at, at uh, New York and the nine eleven, you know, and I was overwhelmed with like emotion and like I don't know why you can't pick and choose what things affect you, right? And so like that guy that stopped himself from killing himself after watching your trolling video, he didn't get to choose what affected him to do that. And he's probably pissed because <laughs> I watched your I can't video. Believe this reached me, and I was like, another one, like get a new stick, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Which one was that? Was that six or seven? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You want me? to be part of your Santa poops herself again like <laughs> I think pretty good. good man pretty good 
Uh, another one that stopped people from. <laughs> if only, uh, if only I don't have a story for that one. But um, uh, other than people going like, "Wow, this is I can't believe this is in my feed." And I'm like, "Cool, thank you." Yeah. Um, no, but but continue our conversation, right? So yeah. so you know these stupid creative paths that we have created for ourselves. Um, in career fields that didn't exist when we were growing up. Oh, not at all. In fact, you, there was radio when we were growing up, but there was not podcasts. No, you know, like there was no. And also, too, um, something that I personally believe in is, you know, like if you're going to be a broadcaster or whatever, like you're going to talk on the radio or whatever. Mm. I really do believe in um, working on it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. not just doing it. Like yeah. like not just starting it to start Anything. it. Any, yeah, yeah. Like uh, really hobby, putting passion. the time in and like trying to figure out how to do it. Yeah. Like, cause good lord, cause like you know, like the not some. It's not a meme. It's like a real, I think, valuable tool, which is the ten thousand hours mm-hmm. that you put into something. I think really does show up in the paint. Yeah. If you really put the time in, you know. And one of my favorite things, me and Nick were talking about this today. Um. You know, people like to say the meme that's just like follow your passion. So you could look at us and go like, oh, they follow their passion. <laughs> but honestly, like I think Mark Cuban put it best. I was watching, uh, I was I was reading something about Mark Cuban and he said, yeah, follow your passion I think is not the best advice. I think it's about following your time, which I really, it resonated with me yeah. hard. Because it's like, yeah, that is what, um, you know, what it's like to work for yourself especially. Mm-hmm. is like it's a you know and this is such a thing that people don't really know necessarily about nine to fivers versus tubers or whatever yeah it's like dude you are putting so much time into this thing mm-hmm. that people don't really know about um but your time is your passion mm-hmm. you know what i mean like that that really is like where you're spending that your time like you think that fucking people are sitting there editing videos for goddamn 40 50 hours a week because they love it <laughs> because they're passionate Some about it do. no no no. but that's mm-hmm. not the mo- driving motivator yeah. you know what i mean like you're that, creating something you're creating something yeah. and yeah that the the the, the spark mm-hmm. is what your passion is yes but the process sucks ass <laughs> it's grueling it's miserable what <laughs> if it was just their passion why do you think youtubers are like i gotta take fucking months off guys i'm sorry i don't know what to do about it i fucking don't know what to do <laughs> The, the reason why is because they're like, God damn, I, I, the process sucks. Like, you know, because, because mm-hmm. they're, yeah, I followed my passion. That was the start of it. But doing it is a completely different animal. Like, so following your time is the most practical way of looking at this. I, I also, I have conflicting, um, well, maybe it's not conflicting. It's just a, another thing that I've discovered through, through following, uh, my passions, I guess, um, is that I, I've learned to fall in love with the process. Uh, I've learned to be more process oriented than results oriented because that's where you're spending most of your time. So there's something that you don't really like about it. Like, for example, if you didn't like the editing part, you got to find a way to outsource that shit then because the time, whatever you're spending the most time on is what's draining your, uh, your passion. That's what's draining your creative force. It's your energy. Like if you think of us as just like vibrating, which we are, we're vibrating beings. Like we're just a bunch of vibrating atoms. I tweeted that the other day. Like we're just a bunch of weird vibrating atoms. And (laughs) we, are just like a frequency right and like it's like you have a certain amount of energy that you're um that you're that you have of supply like your battery that's like on full right and then as it goes throughout the day it's going on more empty 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 and then you're on red and a lot of people spend it at a nine to five and they get home they're on red 
their their battery is on red, and so oh, they I sit down. The, the at universe the, is like less them on red. <laughs> oh yeah, not that, okay. but yeah, that's funny too. Uh, their battery is at empty; it's at ten percent left, and so yeah, they feel like they don't feel like going and working on their dream. They feel like sitting on the couch and watching TV because they're fucking drained. Like, yeah. and and so you get this from people that's like, well, where can I find the time to do that? I'm exhausted after work, and it's like you got to find a time away from work that you can carve out and dedicate to the thing that you actually love to do because this other stuff is going to drain you until you can work on this side thing enough for it to take over and then you can leave that other job but you you whatever's your whatever you're spending the most time on is what's draining your life force so i've made it a point to like what I to examine like if I really love the process of what I'm doing or if I am in love with the ideal results of what might happen mm, that's good. whenever I fall into in love with the ideal result I'm not having fun and then I don't achieve the ideal result nobody does yeah everyone's in misery about the ideal so result the I'm, ideal result doesn't exist exactly because especially if you if and it you, hinders creativity if you exist in a medium that requires multiple people mm-hmm. so it's like you're not just the writer producer mm-hmm director you have to have other people doing these things yeah and then you have to have a studio or whatever the fuck to get it done guess what it's not going to be what you wanted it to be yeah. initially that's never gonna fucking and it's happen better. it is better it's way better and, and but you don't know that you have to let go yeah. of that obsession that you have with it's your that own whole vision. thing of like how perfectionism destroys creativity it and it really does it because does. you fall too in love with this ideal version of what you want something to be and so it's never right it's yep. never perfect it's not beat for beat it's yeah or, or worse and i've seen this with tubers who are friends but honestly it's like god damn <laughs> they will um they wish that they could act in every role in their own project yes to such a degree that it ruins it. Right. And, and because they want all the beats because to be they want exactly perfect. the way exactly it is perfect. in their head. Yeah. And they're like, I'm well, I'm directing it and like, okay, but this person wasn't, there weren't, uh, uh, oh, 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 let me just give you another line reading, another line reading, yeah. another line reading because you're an actor. Let me give you another line reading. Okay, it's not working out. I'm going to fire you. I'm going to do it myself in a wig. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, Okay, cool, but you just made the project a little bit worse, actually, mm-hmm. because nobody's suspending their disbelief and not seeing you in the in the role, so nobody's even listening to the first fucking ten sentences. Yeah, and you don't know what you just did to your project because you're being too precious about it. Yeah, and honestly, it just takes maturity. Like you just have to grow up. Sure, from that. Sure. But yeah, you can be too precious to a fault, and that's what happens. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, when you when you're, when you're talking about though the process and where you're spending the time and stuff, I. Uh, Someone asked me when I was playing poker the other day, they were like, are you a pro? And I was like, no. And they were like, well, what do you do? And I was like, I do podcasts and I do like content, digital content. That's our favorite thing to say. Yeah. I I don't like to say YouTuber because then people are like, oh, you're an influencer. It's all like. If I don't want to talk for long, I say I'm in production. Yeah. I just say, oh, yeah. And then people are like naturally like um, asking me about it and. Um, really cool people, by the way. They've subscribed to the show, so shout out to them. If I played poker with you in the past six weeks, um, you might have subscribed to the show. Um, she and was cool to you, but I say I'm in production. So um, <laughs> then the, there was a follow up question that was like, "How much time do you spend playing poker versus what, what you do for work?" And I'm like, "Bro, bro. Well, lately, bro. Uh, bro. This is a great question. <laughs> Can you even answer this question in earnest? I, I was is like, is it even close? No." I got to say, it's maybe, okay, so like maybe out of the week now, yeah. you do eight hours 
of of what of we like of what podcast we stuff and content and like, yeah. in like poker and then the I was like well maybe you know it's kind of skewed because it's WSOP no. right now and it's six weeks sure but I've never had more fun in my life yep. than working so hard on on strategy and poker and improving my game and figuring out but, what I did wrong in certain spots and going over hand histories poker yeah world series of poker has been like the last six weeks but mm-hmm. you've been doing this for three months yeah but i've been balanced i i balanced my you were time getting more ready for yeah. World I was, series. yeah i was getting ready and you were like like we had a conversation like me and nikki by the way have not had a date night yeah since then and by the way earned she earned this because bro i did that to her with crypto and it was totally it permissible was both like, yeah, sides both it was sides like, are accepted it, none of this has been controversial. This is just reality. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, hey, I got to go hard on this right now because this is going to set us up for later. Granted, <laughs> oh, I got a little killed. <laughs> um, but honestly, like, um, well, I mean, I know what I'm doing. I I had a big win with poker. We've yeah. talked about a lot, um, but then I didn't talk about a lot. Or that I is that I haven't cashed since then. Yeah. I've played maybe fifteen turn like live tournaments, fifteen to twenty since then, yeah. and haven't even made the money. And you cashed online, but I've cashed. Well, yeah, that's yeah. true. I actually did just win a five dollar buy in the other day. I won first place, mm-hmm. five dollars and a three hundred fifty dollars, a huge ROI. How many people played? Uh, one hundred twenty five. And you were number one. And I was number one. So yeah. uh, there you go. But it was more about the experience that I had during it. And that's it, everything. And when I, maybe before I shifted this mindset, like back when I was pursuing acting, for example, and I had many auditions in between booking and acting role, I beat myself up so much that I kind of think it prevented me from securing future acting roles. Yeah. Whereas in poker, I kind of already had been through a cycle already where we talked about answering the call and going through this whole cycle. And I, what I learned from that cycle of acting was to fall more in love with the process than I do the results. And I have, like, and it's been so fun and so every time I busted a tournament afterwards I couldn't wait to delve into the hand histories and figure out what I I did wrong where I could have bluffed more or bluffed less or um, I was too playing too scared here or way too aggressive here or if I got in this spot what's the GTO model for that and where did I deviate and just all sorts of things or this player type I probably shouldn't have tried to bluff against and 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 it's all so exciting and it's new and so it's more like I'm a I can't, I feel like I can't download things fast enough yeah. and I and I can't wait to work on that process whereas you could look at it and be like you lost 20 tournaments in a row like you, that would never oh happen. my god like that you're like don't you feel terrible and like there's part of me that's like well I wish I would have cashed but there's the other part is like driven Bro, by by insane, trying to get your even ROI better from what you've put into poker from that's what you've true. gained in poker is insane and not to suck my own dick, but the ROI that from what we've put into crypto and what I've made in crypto is insane. Still, I'm way kicking our fucking 401k's ass, which was the whole point. That's something that's kind of understated in uh, our journey with crypto. Is like, yeah, I am beating our 401k. So oh, like, yeah, by a mile, by a, lot. by a lot. I wish you wouldn't put into my head the visualization of you sucking your own dick. But <sighs> well, other than that, I. I'm okay with you, your colorful use of language. Well, let's be real. I would have to put my head all the way between my thighs. Like, first of all, you're too tall. Near my asshole. Yeah. Really and uh, secondly, you're a grower, not a shower. So you'd have to like get it there first. It's a little buddy. He's a little tiny little buddy. <laughs> a little nub. But the thing about, the thing that people don't really realize about my penis is that 
is that it's actually not big at all, but Nikki's vagina is extremely shallow. And that's hmm. what I look for. So it's the whole, like, you need a point hey, of reference. It's, a, it's like, it's perspective. Hey, because you had a medical issue at birth that ended up benefiting me later in life. <laughs> guess what? I didn't I have a medical look, issue at birth. No, you had a huge medical issue at birth with your vagina. <laughs> that's a famous Being story tiny? in your family. Oh, I see. And so, yeah. So I have a very, very, I have a, you know, I, I don't have a, my penis is very small, but I'm able to hit the back of your vagina because of how micro your vagina is. I see. And this ties into the fact that truth is perspective, which is what we've been trying to convey. I don't really see how it does. I don't agree. (laughs) Your reality and your truth is your perspective. (laughs) Absolutely. No, but I mean, dude, it's just so So going back to what I was saying about David So, right? It's just so funny how people perceive you like, they're all like, who the fuck is your wife? Right? This is in the last episode. Yes. Who the fuck is your wife? And I'm like, no, no, this is my wife, but most people are just waking up to who she is right now. Right. But they don't fucking know her. And I think that this is kind of like an echoey thing throughout our lives right now mm-hmm. where um, I don't know if a lot of people really truly know you. Like, like, um, not to take it too serious. Yeah. But, but. I have described you as a genius many times, and maybe and maybe that gets laughs or whatever. Yeah, definitely but, gets laughs from me. Uh, yeah, I know, but but you're a very humble person. But I'm like, no, no, no. Like Nikki can really honestly just sit there and fucking absorb something like a computer, and you can plug her into it if you want mm-hmm. to. Like you can actually plug her into it. Like you, if you have enough Starbucks. Yeah. And enough like phone chargers next to her. She'll be plugged into it. And, and she won't have to really move. Except yeah. she has to like go to the bathroom and that's about it. But, oh, like, yeah. I got fucking... penalized for peeing during the World Series of Poker. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. You'll sit there and absorb it in a way that I don't know anyone else who does that. Right. Um. But But I know you. And so it's less surprising to me that mm. you are capable of that than I think to a lot of our contemporaries who don't know you. Yeah. That like that. There's always like a layer of like Nikki is putting on because people are around right now. Mm-hmm. And um and you're not fake at all. You're just be- being more of socially acceptable. Avuncular. Yeah, you're yeah, exactly. Socially acceptable Nikki. Yeah. And like avuncular. So this does tie back into what we touched on in the beginning of the first yes. episode where I not knowing that I had ADHD and was on the spectrum. I didn't, one, I didn't know not everyone sits there and hones in on something yes. and absorbs a bunch of information. Two, I could never understand why I didn't want to go out and party when everyone is like excited to. I I, I really tried to build the excitement, just like I tried to like the Mona Lisa. I, <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to be like, I'm a teenager, I'm 21. We go to clubs and we get excited and we get to dress up and be cold in a line for a long time (laughs) and then go to a very loud, overstimulating place where we can't hear our own voice and pay an uh, absurd amount for drinks unless you can use your feminine wares to lure a guy to purchase a drink for you, which is gross to me, but everyone's that's the normal thing to do. And we need to be excited about it. And also the music sucks, but we have to love it because everyone else around us is having a fantastic time you're speaking and, for a lot of anti-club culture right now and there's like and, and there's tears streaming out of your face you don't know why but it's not acceptable so go in the bathroom and cry up and blame it on that you drink too much and because that's acceptable yeah. 
Yeah. But but what's not acceptable is crying from being overstimulated and yeah. just want to go home with your cat and, and like cuddle crowds. in bed. And I had a joke for the longest time that I think I've been I've been like a a thirty five to forty year old cat lady all my life mm-hmm. and I'm finally just catching up. Mm-hmm. My age is finally catching up to my my true self where it's acceptable to just sip wine on the yep. couch with your cat and Completely. your husband rather than go out at night. But uh but yeah, so so there was a lot of that and feeling broken that like you would think that because now people are like, oh, my God, that you can do that as a gift. And I'm like, well, I didn't see it that way for a very long time because I was told I was a fucking weirdo. Oh. And that like, yeah, I should be like I was being antisocial by not wanting to go out. And um, knowing that about myself now helped really helped embrace these parts that I was ashamed of for yeah. so long, like these parts that that I I was like, what is wrong with me? I want friends, but I can't keep friends because I am weird at times with social interactions. And I don't know what makes my brain do that. And like, why is everyone else? They all know how to socialize with each other. And I don't. And I had to learn. I had to really study human beings. I felt like a fucking a robot well, studying human beings and social interactions. for you, a whole thing has been girl groups. Girl groups have been hard for you. Yeah. Like your whole life. Yes. You've mentioned that before even our current friend group yeah like you mentioned that like i mean i've been with nikki for a decade okay so uh, yeah it's a different story here but um kind of um going through that rock like archaeologists here mm-hmm. like what do you think's behind that oh that there's a it's almost like an unspoken way to fit in and and i think that the reason that girls mask more than than boys do even neurotypical females have a many layer like that like they've learned how to put on a mask is because girls are are more like you either fit in or or you're out you yeah. know like you either mesh with us and you conform to like how we're supposed to behave or we don't understand you and you're gone and so i think like survival wise you you're trying super hard to fit in but uh i failed like at that like i couldn't i just couldn't get myself to fit in just like I'm just like the Mona Lisa, like where they're talking about boys and nail polish and I just want to go outside and play games or like, yeah. and I'm in, I was more into like, um, like video games and stuff like Nintendo and I just wanted to play Nintendo and they wanted to like talk about boys and celebrities. I thought boys were gross still, you know, like I yeah, was so just your a, formative you're experiences, socially behind. Yeah, your formative experiences were very... Um, um, you don't. You can't sit with us. You yeah, don't yeah, belong. Yeah, yeah. It's very obvious you don't belong, it's and we're like gonna we're gonna tell you very much so you don't belong. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, it's like I want to belong so bad. How do I belong? But I can't quite get it. So I have to fake it a little bit. And, I, and and being uh, being funny helped. Um, yeah. Developing. I mean, I think that was the basis of comedy for me was like uh, if I can make them laugh they kind of thought I was their weird friend yeah that's like good. I could kind of be like that role yeah. of like the, the weird friend. friend yeah like that kind of like movie friend who's the goofy one wearing a funny t-shirt the one in Mean Girls that rubs her boobs and yeah. goes like I can feel the weather or whatever yeah, she's not like, sexual she's at all weird. nobody wants to fuck her but <laughs> yeah. she's on she's in the movie because she's yeah like I'm like the goofy yeah. next door neighbor it's kind of hands like jug haven <laughs> I uh, know, yeah, no, but um, yeah, I remember. I mean, dude, we've been through it all. You so it's I. manifested in adulthood as like me getting severely anxious while wanting to fit in with other girls, yes, and feeling like I could for a minute, and then it's slipping away and triggering all these like 
history of me not being able to fit in. Yeah, which isn't even like, um, you know, on anybody. No, it's, it's like just part of your history. Like my brain works like this, and theirs works like this. They can't understand why I would act or say these things, and I can't understand why they didn't get what I was yeah. saying. And I have noticed that the female friendships I have managed to keep for a very long time, my two high school best friends. Um, who were kind of like outcasts. We were all in our own boy groups, mm -hmm. like the girl in the guy group. And then we kind of came together as like the random girls that were in guy groups. And I've realized that we are all on the spectrum. <laughs> like, no question. <laughs> that's why we've been able to be friends for so long. They thoroughly understand me. I thoroughly yeah. understand them. And we're all misunderstood by a lot of you people. You guys are plug and play though. Like, yeah. You guys like... It, it's, it's very honestly, odd. <laughs> I love them to death too. They're honestly like fucking sister cousins to me. But when you put those three in a room, it's like fucking shoot me in the head, bro. Because these yeah. chicks are gonna fucking go on. <laughs> Uh, and 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 all of us individually been to told we're annoying by many people. Well, you, so we mask up and don't aren't that way. And then around each other, we just get just to be unleash. ourselves. <laughs> yeah. But and <coughs> that's that's not to say that like I make Nikki mask at home. No. It, like she. It's just different. It's just different. It's because, just well, it's, you well, have a different energy that you can mask. Different because. <clears throat> And that's why I've always had more guy friends than girls uh, later, like in teenage and college years, was because I, for me, didn't feel as judged by just going down my own path of interest. And then I have a common interest with a guy, like, let's say, uh, or like, with poker, you know, like, let's say that a guy plays poker, and I play poker. All we talk about is poker together. It's nothing weird. Like, we're not talking about like some goddamn right some relationship uh, like so there's no flirting going on we're talking about hand histories or whatever so i what felt what kind of hand histories <laughs> hand job yeah, histories see, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> um and that's how it was with comedy you know i was in groups with guys that were doing comedy and we would go to open mics together and i never felt like i was being put in a situation where they were trying to take advantage of me or anything it just felt like like we had a common interest in with girls I have noticed even as of late that there's a certain code that you're supposed to socialize a lot more like there's with with guys. And if you read the book, uh, Men Are From Mars, Women From Venus, which is an old book, but there is some outdated things in there. But there was one thing that struck me when I read it. I read it when I was like 16, okay. um, that the majority of of men tend to communicate through information based conversations. So. I'm calling you because I need information about a thing yep, or like I'm talking to you and like and so I'm you're, you're getting direct answers yeah. to a direct question. Women do it to bond. So they when they call each other, it's not there's no information being relayed other than like maybe some gossipy information. But it's not like, hey, what do you do for this? Oh, I do this and blah, blah, blah. Like, uh, and like you're not solving problems together. Yeah. You're like maybe relationship problems, emotional problems or whatever you're there to lean on. But it's not an information-based conversation. And what I realized is that I only like to talk on the phone if there's a very a distinct... There's a point. Yeah, a point to be made. I I hate the phone. It gives me lots you of anxiety. And um, and I when I do it, 
when I do use the phone, it's like to schedule an appointment. Yeah. Okay, I might need to make this daughter's appointment. So we made an appointment, the deal is done, and then hang up, it's over. Or I'm talking to my friend, uh, Ray, shout out to Ray, who's, Ray. Uh, who's a general contractor, and he knows like why my light switch won't work. Yes. And I'm asking him what kind of switch I need to replace it. And he's telling me about two-way switches versus one-way switches. And, I, and, and then I, he sends you a video afterwards. Yeah, and, then I, the best. and I appreciate that because I'm getting the information that I requested and he's feeling helpful because he's helping a friend yep. solve this information. Well, well, girls don't operate like that for the most part the ones yeah. that I've like not had trouble fitting in with is that I they call me and I'm un- trying to figure out what the point of the conversation is <laughs> and and so I'm like but that's waiting. mean though that's really mean and it's feel yeah and it took me forever to understand this I actually reading the book men are from Mars women are from Venus helped me understand women more that's so funny and, and helped me mask more that like oh she wants me to relate to and just relate to her right now and so it came it became me trying to fit, find things like like it's almost like the basic conversation would be like hey my favorite color is pink and this is all the reason i like pink and i was like i like pink too i saw a flamingo and it's also pink and i like the flamingo and it's like trying to find common ground to relate to and that's how uh that's how kind of that was a basic version no, of, I, get, but I know exactly what it's like about. they want to talk more about how their favorite color is pink and why is your favorite color pink too yeah. and i'm like why are we talking about pink yeah. but you, it's not about why we're talking about pink it's about like they're bonding with you over liking pink uh-huh. and so um i forever didn't have common interests with females i did and it was really hard for me to try to relate on those topics but then i got into common interests that females have like like taking care of plants yeah Okay, boom. Now I have females that like plants and we talk about plants and we can relate so hard about plants. Hey, when we first got together, you were not into nail stuff. Yeah. And then you got into nail nail stuff. stuff. And then you and these bitches started talking about nail stuff. Yeah, it was great. Tara talking about nail stuff because she's into nail stuff. Yeah, we're exchanging... Because to, to me, it still fits my need of exchanging information. You would and to elevate them, those conversations. It's bonding yeah. over like a, a something that we get to talk about yep. together, and like boom, friendships. But yep. then there's these like unspoken things that I didn't understand. But anyway, <laughs> we'll talk about that after yeah. this so we're break. Gonna break. And when we come back, so much discoveries. So much so personal just, discoveries. What an adventure life is. It <laughs> <For laughs> is a very honest um, unvarnishing of that. Yeah. And we'll be right back. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully 
done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like, we're not desperate. We're like, kind of desperate we're giving shout outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings so huge shout out right now to brian jorgensen that was sick of you dude thank you god bless uh huge shout out right now to mark mark w in springfield connecticut back to our podcast jenny blight hey, back to our podcast in Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast god bless you thank you steven huge. thank you for supporting <laughs> the show all right we are back and to be honest i don't really know what this topic's about other than a delving of things that we talk about on a regular basis. It's, it's a part two of, you know, it's really just about shedding our skin a little bit. Yeah, getting down to your authentic, to your authentic self. Because, 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 you know, how can you just do one episode about your authentic self? Yeah, absolutely. Come on, um, and it, it's so hard too when we have to deal with ad breaks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like to, you know, to really just sit here and have a conversation about your authentic self is really yeah. difficult. Um, but yeah, this has been great. What I've noticed, so we were talking about females and conversing and so I had to learn that. So I had to learn that and that's been a part of masking of like, okay, to fit in socially, like you have to find something and like just talk about like something that you're bonding over and not. Because something that you have, real quick, Mm -hmm. something that you have like wanted the whole time I've been with you for a decade is girlfriends and you've you've gotten them. I didn't want to be a guy's girl. It just happened that way. But you've wanted them the whole time and you would always be frustrated frustrated about that yeah like that was always the the like the the one that got away for you it was like oh yeah. i can never quite figure that out it's like i really liked her but she didn't like me because i guess i said something wrong but i don't know, really know what i said wrong <laughs> and she won't tell me or yeah. whatever you just don't there was so such a it was such a dark field you didn't have any clarity yeah um so but that changed what i uh what then a new layer happened is that um okay so i realized that you're trying to 
grasp onto something to relate to with that person. Well, you can't talk too much or relate too hard about it because then you're making the conversation about you. Yes. And this was really hard feedback to get because after I felt like I kind of cracked a little bit of the code and was getting like, like, okay, like this is how it's operating and like I can do this and this feels good and we're developing a relationship. Well, then like even like being on JK, like it's like, oh, you're a good conversationalist until you're not. Because it's like, oh, well, you can't talk too much about the thing you're relating to the other person on because now you're trying to steal the spotlight. Mm -hmm. And what I found the most is when people don't understand you, they just project a label onto you. Like "Mm, you're self-indulgent. You are absorbed. You're self-absorbed. You're a narcissist. You are da-da-da. You take the spotlight away from you're trying to put it on you. It's like, no, I absolutely don't. I really... I'm genuinely interested. (laughs) I would rather, yeah. And I would rather it be on you, but then that's led to awkward pauses where i don't have anything to relate to if yeah, i'm don't not interjecting they with, don't understand so or they don't understand the they, delicate so balance much there of, too. it's like dude it, so hard to like it's so hard to, to if uh, you were an alien observing humans there's so much like well, nuance that's unspoken that some people get and some people don't get there's also a clock in the room and i'm not really revealing oh, anything secret here but, yeah but I thought you meant a life clock. Look, no, there's a clock in the room, and you're connecting with humans, and yeah. everyone's connecting with each other, and like everyone felt like they got their point out. Yeah. And then everyone kind of looks at the clock at the same time, and this isn't necessarily conveyed on camera because they're cutting to so many angles at the same time. He's talking about JK News, everybody. JK News, but like then all of a sudden you're just like, well, let me pick the ball back up, and then I'll keep going, and then it's like. Why are they dominating the conversation? It's like they were the person who picked up the ball. And mm-hmm. the room, by the way, is appreciative. Like the idea that the room is like fucking pissed about it or something because you're pissed about it is yeah. not happening. The room is very like, oh, okay, cool. They're going to, okay. They're yeah. going to go with, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. and that's that, and that, that's how, why I love that place so much. Mm-hmm. Like JK is so great because you can't wait to throw the ball to someone else. Exactly. Like, you got something to say about this? Good. Let's go. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Because otherwise we have a long, a long pause to fill. Well, no, look, none of no none of the people in that room think they're better than the room. No. Right? The room is the most important thing, and the ball being passed around is what makes the room work. So the fact that somebody wants to take the ball, like, yo, give me the shot, it's great. It's yeah. great for the show. It's great for the viewer, I think. But sometimes, you know, we get, you know, we get a little stuck. It's like seven minutes, 15 seconds. We're trying to get to like maybe 10 or whatever. And that's just because the fucking algorithm will fuck you hard if you don't get there. And so sometimes it's like, yeah, maybe we did exhaust this conversation. We'll see what happens from here. And it's just a a playful, experimental thing. But like people don't know about that part of it. The secret sauce of that or like the 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 like hidden directive of that that's not even really a directive, it's just something a goal maybe that we're trying to get to. And that's what creativity is when we're talking about create creativity and creation and creatives, like you, we don't know what we're going to make together. No Everyone can have an idea of what they kind of want to happen. And then you're creating something together that's going to be different. And you, no one knows what's, what the end's going to be. Who does 20 plus videos a day with like, it's like, yo, dude, we got to have the most God tier quality control. It's yeah. like, no, hopefully what actually happened is we end the day and we go, we had a good conversation with each other. Mm-hmm. And like we, 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 like, we like each other and we supported each other and we had great conversations with each other that we felt were real and honest and true, right? And not just like joke attacks too, because that can happen too. Where like you're just on a joke attack and like I'm tagging this joke, you're tagging this joke, we're all tagging a joke and we're not like really honing in on the true because the true is more interesting than the joke every time. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we all get like into our own shit and like we just attack jokes and like, yeah, because you're maybe you're, ha- been, you're having fun. Yeah, you're having fun, but like you know, it's not going to be perfect, bro. It's just not going to be perfect. Yeah. But 
it is an attempt at having the rooms back always. Mm-hmm. But you're, I mean, dude, it's just one of those sad things too. I think that the audience, not the real audience who actually watches this stuff, but the comment people mm-hmm. are really hard on the chicks on JK. Yeah. It's like really fucking brutal. Like for, for really no reason other than a lot, there's a lot of incelery there. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't even know if that's a word. But I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm giving disinfo- disinformation. Disinformation. That's what we do. That's what I do. Um, but I, there's a lot of incels in the comment sections of places. Yeah. And especially if you look at the if you look at who calls into radio shows and who like leaves comments places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot of crossover of like probably the dumbest drugs of human beings that exist. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of smart people too. A lot of yeah, nice. The, I will say that the JK audience that I've met in real life, same that that have come up to us, they're the nicest people I've ever met. People. Like just such sweet freaking people. Like I I can't express how the appreciative real, the, the, I am. The, the the JK audience, like the real people. Yeah, it's unbelievable. But there are there's always bad eggs in every crowd, mm-hmm. right? And so like then you'll just like it's just like, oh hey, we live in a comparative reality. I. I don't like it when X, Y, Z person's on. I like it when this, X, y, this person's on instead. Yeah. It's like, you're still watching this fucking show and commenting on it, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and, and it's really just about, why do you have to like this but take away from that? Right. Like, but we all do that. Sure. I do that. Like, I, fi- I find myself, I can't just like Stranger Things season one. I have to go like, <laughs> season one to... was the best one compared to like, Com- oh, yeah. like season two fucking sucked. And like, she's great as whatever. Say, all seasons of Umbrella Academy have, have been, been amazing. Lit. We love them. One after the other after the other. Yeah. Well, uh, go ahead. Did you have more? Oh, no. Just, yeah. just um, the real audience is sitting there watching, mm-hmm. right? And if they really think something, they'll chime in. But they're they're not there to to try to take something from you. Mm-hmm. And if they are, if they're if they're there to give like feedback or whatever, I'm I'm in I'm in for it. But the shit where it's just like, hey, like fuck Anthony Lee, like he's just a stupid dancer and all this stuff. Right. I just think that's so mean and cruel. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, oh, just because he's a fucking he's just, he's just a shitty noodle salesman. And yeah. I'm like, that's mean. It's thing so to mean. Say. Just because he is number two to uh, yeah to to, to the to no, well, well, well yeah. I mean, and you because he got number two on that dance but show. But Quest is like honestly the number like, one. Doesn't make him a loser. He's, like, he's not a fucking loser. Like, yeah. you're, like you're saying like in you're all saying caps. Like you're saying so mean. From my account, my alternate account. <laughs> <laughs> we love Anthony. We love Anthony. Um, but, but yeah, just, just look. Um, having a, a great sense of self is really important. Yes. Yeah, so I, I want to get through that part yeah. uh, because that's also been a big part of the journey i think there's a lot of different aspects of it you could do a whole episode on on being a a public figure i guess uh again like it's hard to talk about yourself that way like i'm a public figure or whatever i i don't think of myself like that but being observed by the public um for many 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 years you start to get uh you have to have a really firm grounded sense of yourself or you can get really lost in the sauce and it has many times i've gone through waves of depression not knowing like how i'm perceived or what i'm doing wrong i feel like i'm fucking up but i don't know how or Mm -hmm. where why or why people got mad at this and now they're saying i'm this and they're labeling me as this and i think i had an over acceptance of that and wanting to like be better for them and change and like you know maybe if i take this this criticism and like change then like people will like me and like i'll be better and i'll improve so it's good it's a good thing but 
And I realized that you can never get approval that way. Yeah. Like, because everyone, there's so many different expectations of you. You can't fulfill all of them. So there's always people that are not going to like you. And on top of that, um, people, and this is something that I just went through with my therapist uh, recently, um, because I've known that this pattern exists in me where I see negative feedback on a kind of consistent basis where it's not just one time now it's like happening on several different episodes and it's a bunch of different things and I'm like I want people to like me how can I change so they like me and now I feel like I'm walking on eggshells when I'm doing my own shows or whatever when I'm on a show and like uh, I'm trying to fulfill all of their requests of me and I'm basically becoming an overly anxious people pleaser Yeah, and it still doesn't work so not only do you not get the validation but you also feel like shit about yourself because you've don't know what's broken about you um so i'm telling my therapist that like this pattern is coming up again but it's weird because i'm in a stage of my life where i feel like i'm most in tune with the most authentic version because i've done a lot of work on like digging deep and figuring out the truth of who i am and living my life in a way especially this year yes. of like what if yes. we let go of all those expectations even that i have on myself i know and like see what happens this year. Because in the past it's like, oh, I, I'm not allowed that freedom because if I let everything go and it doesn't work out, they then like me because how will I eat? They like me because. And yeah. They and like me I, because I do Tasty Tuesday. Yeah. They like me because blah, blah, I, blah. Or what if I let the ball drop yep. and now everyone's disappointed and everyone goes away and yep. everything that I built and I can't get it back and whatever. And I was like, what if I just let it go for this and see what happens? If I'm just working on things that fulfill me, that I feel like I'm giving my energy to in a positive way, in a way that maybe helps others. And it's like a mutual, like a mutual giving of energy where not only do I like what I'm working on, but I feel like others are benefiting from it as well. And I'm, I'm getting energized by their feedback. Yeah. And, and when something feels bad, then I don't do that thing anymore. And let's see what happens. And I realized that things were happening like this on one of the other projects that I, I am on. Our chief competitor. Um, our chief competitor. And it's it, mm, this might be a spoiler, but um, one of the girls is leaving because of their job. And it felt like a natural ending for this show, but we have a lot of episodes stockpiled and they're getting... Well, you were ready to leave as well. Yeah, for a while, like we've been talking about it. We've been living in different states and our lives are completely different. We even talked about this on the show mm -hmm. that, you know, when we started, we were all doing the same thing. And now um, Jess is a CPA. Gina's on a TV show as a gamer. Um, Tiff is a new Mama. mom to a brand new Again. baby. And we're out here in Vegas living our poker and crypto dreams. Exactly. <laughs> and, um, Telling it, by well, the way. It, and everyone's <laughs> thriving at what they're doing. And so it, it just feels well, we like were. we... we well, you know, whatever. You're finding fulfillment Don't in what you're doing. Don't talk for me. <laughs> you're finding fulfillment in what you're doing in, in a very special way, a very unique way where I'm so happy. Like, it's almost like everyone's archetype that they were on the show got escalated to this, Absolutely. Like, no, this it's great. place of like where everyone is yeah. like doing the thing doing that, they that they wanted to do. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Some of them literally, which I won't say who. <laughs> Shut up. People are going to speculate. No. I know it's they not That's real. The best part. No one's on cocaine. No, they, some of no them, one's on cocaine. I said figuratively. Okay, figurative but, cocaine. But perhaps some of them really are. Actually. No, they're not. Perhaps. And the rumors. But anyway, um, recently, like, you know, there's some, I just felt like comments I was seeing that used to really bother me were I have a, a more like witness approach to it right now where I'm like kind of like zoomed out. Yeah. And I'm like, 
it hurts my feelings that they don't like me. Yeah. It does. Yeah. But I also don't have this overwhelming need to want to change myself to appease them anymore. Right. Where I did used to in the past. Yeah. I used to really want to change to go out of my way i cared so much you thought about it the whole fucking time and even talking about it on the show i've talked about like being a human being rather than a human doing you know for a lot of my life i felt like i needed to perform a certain way to get the approval of others and so i was only lovable if i was doing the right thing and and i don't didn't feel like i deserved love almost like subconsciously didn't feel like I deserved love or was worthy of love if I was just being. If I was just just for me being, yeah, exactly. I don't deserve love. I need to do, to do something yes. to earn your love actively and trying to get working, your affection working back. Working through that, yeah. Oh, I see your negative comment. Yeah. Let me try to get you back right now. Yes, and while I can can observe that this is a pattern worth breaking, I went to my therapist and was like, but I don't know how. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to not want to. Uh, appease them and yeah. like not want to do That's my best default. yeah and she brought up a point of, of shadow work of how the fact that i have unlocked these other areas of my life which i talked about in the beginning which i felt like i was just struggling with imposter syndrome with um that i like uh found these strengths that i had that i didn't know were even there yeah that everyone is born with a blueprint whether you're it's a this is a union philosophy called in, I'm, i just learned this shit today but yeah. like individuation uh where we're all we come into the world and we have this blueprint where we have all these strengths these potentials these seeds of potentials right and through society and culture and the way you were brought up or whatever only some of those seeds were acceptable mm. and the rest were deemed unacceptable and so this became banned to the shadow self so these things that are still in you that have been told are wrong and they're they're banned and they're you should be ashamed of them or like you know embarrassed of them or whatever like yeah. you have these strengths that are not approvable in this world so you you put them over there and then you develop all these strengths and maybe you like them maybe you don't maybe you're like i'm bored of that i'm unhappy here but this thing keeps calling me, you know, and like, and then you unlock one of those seedlings and it starts to grow. And as it starts to grow and you're showing and you start to share it with the world, people that have banned that seedling to yeah. their shadow self, they have this visceral reaction that like, that's, you're not supposed to act like that. You're wrong. You're being weird. You're blah, blah, blah. And you're like, this is actually an authentic part of my being. And yeah. I actually think it's a truth that's not harmful to the world. Because other people, I might feel, might act or feel this way too. And actually sharing that part of me and embracing it and choosing not to bend backwards to go back the other way. I've gotten a lot of responses from people that are also on the spectrum or or uh, neurodiverse that are like, I relate so hard to that. And just because it's just a niche amount of people that are relating and the majority are like, I don't get it. And and you're being wrong and you're being rude and you're whatever. I instead of going back paddling into this like oh no I need to shut down so these parts sorry. of me yeah. I I've gotten to a stage from embracing this like really true authentic self that I don't feel the need to anymore yeah. I don't want to feel like my personality is wrong you know like I know my intentions so and when it, you say that um, yeah. like there are, there are people and you know this is just one of those unfortunate things where I just think that 
it's nobody's it's nobody's fault. Yeah. Like maybe somebody's listening to something, right? Like mm-hmm. so there was a a comment um on like a, a chief competitor episode, mm-hmm. Big Moods, right? Which is you know, not gonna be a chief competitor for long in my opinion. <laughs> uh, but like you know, they're like, Oh, Nikki talks too much or whatever. Yeah. And they don't really understand that you are neurodivergent and that what you're doing is actually I was connecting to the person in the conversation. Right. Like I had learned to do that, you know, like, but me thinking I'm connecting is coming across as abrasive and taking over the conversation. And And you're not saying that they're wrong. No, they're not. It's just that it's perception. What I'm saying, truth is a perception. They're saying that you're being like a fucking camera hog or whatever. Yeah. Which is not my intention. They're projecting that intention onto me because that's the label that they were given when they maybe interrupted someone or, or like to like talk too much or whatever they were told to talk less and listen more because you're making it about you and so they got trained that way and that so that part of their being wasn't allowed to develop and you know sometimes it's con- we're conditioned that way to help us succeed more you know as yeah. if you go back to primal needs like staying alive in a tribe you know and surviving you can't you can't be rocking the boat too much so they're trying to teach you the the tools you need to survive in this society and that's fine um, if I needed to thrive in that society of, of the big mood uh, ecosystem and that is where the only way I can survive and put food on my plate, then I need to adapt yeah. and survive. Yeah. But it's now I'm now in a stage of life where I and I, you know, was very honest to these comments. Uh, I told them like that um, I no longer want to work on things where I have to continuously wear a mask or walk on eggshells because there are things that I work on such as this podcast or my own vlog channel where I feel like I've been very honest about who the I am on that honest. channel. If you watch my vlog Here channel, and there, you're exactly youtube.com you slash Nikki. You're exactly who you are off camera. If you didn't think I was a sitcom wife and you watched that channel exactly. for like 13 episodes, you will uh, Welcome to my see world. the sitcom. You guys are the few thousand people who understand what I'm actually going through. And Thank I'm you. happy. And I, I told exactly. them, you know, I don't I don't want to be a famous YouTuber. <laughs> I'm not trying to make every a general audience happy. The more popular happy. you get, the more miserable you are. Absolutely. And I try to tell people this all the time because people right now are like well, I want to be famous or if you're not famous you failed like are you you're, you're irrelevant now you so you're, you, you you're not famous hey did you know you're not famous yeah dude, yeah no who, I don't want to be actually about? because like I don't think my Chris Pratt's famous how's he doing right now bud <laughs> or you he's, know he gets killed he, he posts anything he gets fucking killed immediately and it, it's some people that that's their path and they are the way that they're getting their message across is by being famous but for me i've i have found when i get to the root of my happiness and joy and purpose in the world is when i have a a smaller audience who relates to what i'm saying and who i'm helping by just imparting things that i've learned or fucked up on or had to process or floating ideas that weren't in my universe before that have greatly helped me and maybe it'll help you that's where I feel like I'm better served rather than trying to bend over backwards on this show that doesn't see me that way. So why why should I try to conform to be seen a different way that's not serving anyone? Well, the irony there is that it's your show. Um, it's a co-show. Well, but for sure. But it's, like this is more I feel like. Oh, I agree. You know, but it's quote unquote your show. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of why you're leaving. It's it's not yours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not it it you don't have possession over Yeah, and and what's sad too is the whole 
purpose of that show is to showcase people having different perspectives and being able to have a conversation a really um, healthy way. And we all do respect each other's opinions, even when we yes. are when we're arguing about them, or when we have different, completely different opinions. And that's what makes as soon as they hit our cut, friendship. Everyone's hogging and all kinds of shit. Yeah, we it's love each other, and that friendship, th- that friendship with those people is very special to me. Yeah, I and I, I. The fact that when it's observed on a mass level and people have so many opinions and people want to villainize one person and and de- make someone else a deity and like this person's way of thinking is absolutely correct and this person's way isn't, it feels bad, man. And yeah. and I don't really feel like sticking around somewhere where it feels bad. And it's not the girls in the show's fault. No, they they're awesome. No, we're like no, we're having not. a great time. But I I just feel like. M- I'm my presence isn't serving this audience and the messages that I want to impart aren't reaching these people. So rather than try to conform and appease them, I will stick to the platforms where the message is more received. And so and it's I don't care if I have five listeners. I I really don't. I know. Like I'm not at a place where I am. And I think that never been that way. Poker actually opened up a whole world of like. I feel a sense of belonging there. And I also, there's an income that doesn't rely on people liking you. Yes. <laughs> and so well, I, um, but that's why they didn't like you in the JK parties, which is another audience. It's so funny. Yeah. Cause it's like you, you take you, you were like, if we're going to play a game, let's fucking play the game. And people are like, why is Nikki taking it so seriously? I don't understand. And yeah. it's like, Nikki's playing a game. Nikki's well, playing also a when I was game. brought into JK, when we were brought oh, into yeah. JK well, party, that's another like, thing. everyone well, else was highly competitive. There's a, there, and, well, there's another bullshit thing that happened there too, which is total bullshit. I yeah. will say this. I'll, I'll just say this because you, you would never say it. And it's at the end of the episode. There was anyway. somebody who said, this is my fault. Uh-huh. And he took responsibility. Uh, yeah. Quote unquote. Cause he's, cause he's basically like being a martyr, but what actually happened is you were brought in and told to be ultra fucking competitive yes. on camera because to be a villain on well, camera because I was taking the place of three yes, high energy, highly dudes. competitive shit talking people. And Joe. No, Joe, Bart, and Gio. Me, Bart, and Joe. No, you weren't a regular on JK Party. It was me. Oh, it was mostly me. I think. You're replacing, but yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck no, up. Uh, but no. So yeah, they were they were like, we have to replace the, yeah. this energy, and you're the only person yeah. that can do it. That's been a guest on this show. Can you fill the shoes of three people that are highly competitive? And we want you to we want you to bring the energy up. We want you to rile people, ruffle, yeah. ruffle people's feathers. We want you to be so this. Here's what's bullshit character. to me. And I don't think this person intentionally did this. No, no, no. It's just one of those things where, you know, look. If, in my opinion. If you're going to take responsibility for something, you need to inform people of where you fucked up. Because if, if I you're... think a lot of people are missing the context behind what you're saying, like there was a drama that happened. So there, just yeah. to fill in the story is that I took the place of very highly competitive regulars me? on JK Party. It was me. Shut up. Um, and then and then the the new cast members that were brought in weren't highly competitive. No. So there was a severe Agreeable. imbalance. Yes. So when I was a guest on the show, me and Steve were guests on the show, there were two highly competitive people matching up with three highly competitive people and then a few people that weren't very competitive mm-hmm. that you know whatever it like we're all playing a game we're all they're friends fun people they're fun people everyone's yeah. getting along we're all friends everyone knows the dynamic uh, like this person's gonna like joe's gonna get really mad at this show at, at this uh game like the mad gab or whatever yeah. he would he's gonna break a table when he loses yeah, whatever it's and it's funny and it's, it's entertainment and everyone loves that aspect but because he's a man if a woman well, does it we'll, we won't for, even get into fair. the gender okay. stuff because it, it doesn't matter 
what I was brought in there for and told the directive I had was to take over for those that type of energy because it would be lacking on the show now. And the other cast members didn't have that type of energy. Mm -hmm. So what it looked like was me being a crazy thunderstorm shit talking and being a bully uh, which wasn't true at all we all like hung out during lunch and played games and we loved each other went to each other's houses all the time but 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 the the dynamic is like well she's being hyper competitive and they're like whoa chill you know and 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 then i was actually told during breaks to be even more competitive and so people started really hating me on that show (laughs) and like like not the people on the show but the audience yeah Yeah, the audience watching and it got really depressing because i was just trying to do a good job of what i was told and you were an actress given a job and then on top of that i really fucking love playing games especially deception games so mafia is like a game where you're trying to find the bad guy or you're trying to not get discovered as a bad guy And I was constantly winning. And people were not only getting mad that I was being a bully, but that I was also winning. They also accused me of cheating because I was winning so much of like even the Guess Who game. Like they're like, she could see the card. She saw it. Just because it was like deductive reasoning. And in my mind, the questions I asked were directly, you know, corresponding to what I was trying to narrow down. And I finally got it. Well, guess what? The skill I have in poker is being able to snuff out when people are bluffing. You're clearly cheating. And being able to deductively guess you what cheated. hands they have in their hand. WSOP, fourth Based place. off of the information that I'm given. And it's just so <laughs> funny that I was so sad I that I couldn't be I someone there. different for these people to I watch. I that I... Like was just born this particular way, and and that the strengths and you played it up too. So yeah, then I was it, playing it, it up. It was even more echoed because they were louder. Yeah, and these things that I, I were was told were strengths were now not strengths. There was actually they're actually bad, and they yeah. I should hide them and blah blah blah. Well, they got to be actual strengths in a game that pays you provable. To, um, but the, and that's all awesome. But my point was, I think. Um, there was some bullshit that happened, which was it. I, I oh, again, right. yeah. amateur hour a little bit. So I left the show because I felt very uh, unliked. And but we had yeah. a stockpile. It was kind of similar where there's like all these episodes still coming out, yes. and I know people are going to hate me. So I announced to everybody that I'm not on the show anymore. Actually, yeah. that I left the show because I didn't want it to piss people off so much anymore, yeah. and that they're going to continue seeing me on the show even though I'm not on the show anymore. I and know. for like could, three they're, months, they're probably going <laughs> to give so many notes. And why can't Nikki take the note? But we stockpiled them way in, way advance, in advance before I ever saw your note. So, so there was a bullshit thing that happened, which again, not saying this person did this maliciously at all. No, this person's no. a great person. I love this person. I really yeah. genuinely do. He's a good dude. But he comes out, and and so everyone's just bitching about Nikki in the in the comments, right? Yeah. Everyone's bitching about Nikki or whatever. And Tiff too, like we Tiff like and Nikki. She, have a she actually like it opened up this like fun part of her where she got to like she's having more fun. Yeah, she was having way more fun. And, and so Tiff and Nikki, they're Nikki, Tiff and Nikki are allied. This is all bullshit. Blah 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 blah. blah right. So then this this person comes out and he's like the director of the channel and then he's like hey just so everyone knows this is on me. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a pregnant pause. And it's like all right dude, you got my attention. I popped my popcorn. I'm listening. Yeah. How is this on you, brother? It's on me. And this is 100% on me. And so every comment is just about how you and Tiff suck and all shit. Yeah. And then, like, the taking responsibility person is literally just fucking martyring themselves by being like, this is on me. And it's like, you're not 
Okay, if you're going to say it's on you, you got to explain to the audience why? who doesn't understand what the fuck is going on, yeah. actually, behind the scenes, why it's on you, motherfucker. If you're going to take the blame for it, you have to take the blame for it then. If that's what you're going to do. If that's what you're, I mean, that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So why aren't you doing it? And I thought that was complete bullshit. Well, and maybe yeah. it was just like communication wise bullshit. He didn't understand. Like he didn't know how to do, do yeah. that or that he needed to do that. So what ended up having was the reverse effect where everyone's like, oh, now you're trying to throw this guy under the exactly. bus. Exactly. But that was what happened. Which so is further proof. Instead, every comment is just like martyring this dude. And it's like, yeah, dude, no shit. Because you didn't explain to the people who don't understand the secret sauce behind the scenes, who don't see what's going on in the breaks and on lunches, who don't hear what's going on when Nikki got hired. Hey, yeah. you need to do this. Hey, you need to do that. Hey, you need to do this. Hey, you need to do that. Hey, you need to be more aggressive. Hey, you need to be louder. Hey, you need to be more yeah, context aggressive. Is more energy. More fucking energy. Hey, it's after lunch. We need more energy. We need you to be more uh, uh, of an of a villain here. We need you to be like against what the group is doing. Yeah. So Nikki's like, yeah, okay, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. And then I didn't actually want to throw anyone under the bus, so I couldn't even tell my side of the I story. I mean, I'm happy to and get so, it out now, yeah, but like it's it just years, but, it's been yeah. very, a lot of years. No one's getting thrown under the bus now. But yeah, if it was a source of a lot of depression for a long time. And not me yeah. not wanting to to throw anyone under the bus because I know everyone had the best intentions. And they really did. I really believe that this is not a good versus bad thing. It's just one of those things that sucks no, because but the, like, it goes back to the truth is perspective. Yeah. And also on a this is a micro level of what I think people are like on a grand scale of things. Once you decide something's true, mm-hmm. either about a person yes. or a way of life, confirmation or, bias, you know, whatever you actively search for proof that it's true mm-hmm. and you will find your proof in mm-hmm. that reality which further confirms that this is the only reality that exists and anyone else thinking differently is in a skewed I reality it. I knew it and there, that's where these this dogma exists of like this is why we have like such crazy polarizing political parties and religions and things where people just cannot connect with each other because you're not actually discussing ideas and being open-minded to what the other person is thinking. You're deciding what the other party is thinking and projecting everything about that's bad onto the, Why what can't that, these hoes just close their legs I mean, and not get pregnant? Yes. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I, I get my hair done in a professional beehive. And I'm not saying that people can't be wrong. I think that anyone that impedes, <coughs> that impedes on people's freedom is wrong. Agreed. But, um... But I'm thinking. I think that there are there are wrong intentions. things on on a lot of Look, sides of things, and people just get locked into labels. And I wish people saw more people as humans and understood more the intentions behind things. Yes. Rather than going like, "Man, all these hoes are so mad they can't get abortions no more," or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's just like, yeah, dude, that's all it is. That's all that's going on, dude. Right. Like, let's simplify it all the way down, and like, that's what's going on. It's the Kool Aid version. It's the Crystal Light version of reality. Yeah, and this happens over and over, and this is not just one issue or one poli- no. po- party, political party, or one religion or whatever. It it happens because I think there's a severe gap in in the way we understand people and perspectives and truth in life. And, and you could be operating in the same world as someone and be on a completely different plane. Yeah. And and just because you can see the plane that other people are operating on doesn't mean you live there. Yeah, amen. <laughs> and... Uh, I don't know. I think that there's a lot to delve into, but yeah. and I don't even know how much of this has been cohesive the past twenty minutes. No, but look, it's it's a honestly, lot of ideas. It's honestly 
another part of the greater self that I think we just needed to talk about finally. Yeah. And then we kind of can because and it's, it's kind of know, a release to talk about. It is because like big moods winding down. Right. Yeah. And then like, you know, we can kind of talk more about the JK party stuff. It's been years. Yeah. Like we're not throwing anybody under the bus because we love those guys. And I also, I think that it's just more context there. And there's no, uh, Oh my gosh, the algorithm's not gonna like this, and people aren't gonna like my video. And like, I feel like you become a slave to yeah, um, absolutely. to wanting people to like you, so they keep coming back to your videos and yep. stuff too. And and so it's it's hard to talk about to- topics like this when you need when you're relying and so dependent on the need for people to be receptive to you. Yeah. Whereas I think the more you that I've gotten to like who I am as a person and grounded in that kind of truth, the more I'm pretty open to sharing that, even though it's super vulnerable and people can use it to hurt you. I think it's more important to share that than it is to be scared of someone hurting me Amen. and not liking me for if it. If you're not watching Nikki on Twitch, by the way, oh. <laughs> and you're interested in poker, you're fucking up because it's pretty hilarious to hear Nikki use a bunch of poker jargon, uh, honestly sound like a fucking poker computer. and. It's just the weirdest thing ever. If you are not familiar with Nikki, like in a poker context, you'll be mind blown. Don't worry about it. Like just watch it and see what happens because you'll be mind blown. It's twitch.tv slash tricknicks, T-R-I-C-K-N-I-K-S. Thank you. Because Nikki Lima was already taken, I think by me. Probably, but we but can't But I find can't out. figure out the login yeah. info, so I had to make it Tricknix. That's my poker name on all the poker sites anyway. So maybe we'll, maybe so we'll figure it out it later. Maybe we and won't. it is the name of this channel originally. Exactly. Um, but, you know, you, you really do owe it to yourself if you want to find out honestly what's going on with Nikki in the past, like, fucking year and a half or, like, year three months. Uh, that's where she went. Okay. Yeah. And I think. <laughs> and you can hear it. The it shows up. The point of this entire episode or two-part series is that self-discovery is a wonderful thing. It's, 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 it's honestly amazing. It's freeing. But, but honestly, too, something that I have noticed is that people who don't necessarily know something will comment very loudly about something. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, another thing I've heard uh, a lot of is like, what the fuck is with Nikki just all of a sudden like using a bunch of poker jargon like she knows what the fuck's going <laughs> on. And it's like, well, that was before the World Series of Poker went. But, right. but like, as if you're just sitting there reciting like some fucking poker terms randomly, you don't know what's going on. Like you just learned doing it to to be elitist. You're a tourist in Mexico who like just learn like, Spanish, like learn Spanish on their phone on the flight, and so you know like a couple of greetings things, and you're like, oh una margarita por favor, <laughs> but that's like how they're treating you, and yeah. it's like, bro, did you not see her final table of the fucking World Series? Well, now well, they have. I mean, I, I, I'm just sticking up for you because I'm like, well, thanks. Fuck I don't, that I don't need it. Uh, Fuck those fuckers, dude. I think I've addressed this in that episode, the, uh, <laughs> the episode about poker, where it just is how people talk. It's and you get really used to talking that way because you're around people that talk that way. So it's it's like I've I've been in Spain for for a year, two yeah. years, and um, everyone around speaking Spanish, and now I'm coming back to America and I'm speaking Spanglish by accident. Yeah, and I don't even realize that I'm slipping into Spanish sometimes because you're like Madonna. Because that's how people talk over there. Like Madonna went to the UK for like three days. Yeah, and, and she, she came back, back with an accent. With a fucking accent. I would definitely come back with an accent. <laughs> I ex- for, if I talk to someone for an hour with an accent, you I would. start talking like them. Yeah. This happens all the time. You'd be like, oh, darling. <laughs> <laughs> I watched so many Beatles videos and interviews that that's I true. started feeling like I had a Liverpoolian accent one time. <laughs> 
Like all my thoughts. Never say that again. You cannot my, say my that. My inner monologue became very Liverpoolian. That is a racial epithet. And you're not allowed to say that. I'm sorry. Liverpoolian. Liverpoolian. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> you know, my buddy Joe has a Liverpoolian. And I don't think she would appreciate you saying that she's Liverpoolian. No, we literally talked about it together. Okay. Well, I. And I told her. I'm like, going to stick up for her as a man. Um. I think you tried and she told women. you to fuck off. No, I'm going to, no, I'm, I'm a man. I'm pretty sure she told you to fuck I'm off. I'm a man who speaks for women and because I'm overly protective of my women. You know how I am. Yeah, yeah. You know, you guys know how I am. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just defended her big time. There you go. Yeah, thanks. So hopefully she thinks about that. So. And thinks about having sex with me in the future. Oh my God. We have to go. that's ultimately what it's all about. Yeah. The male agenda. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See you on the next one. I don't know where we went, but we, we love hey, you guys. Check and us out on Patreon. Uh, thanks Patreon. for listening. Sticky. Yeah, patreon.com slash sticky, S-T-I-K-K-I. Yeah. Also, should they don't tell you here, yeah. right here, um, and uh, my vlog channel and my Twitch, are those are the projects that fill me with the most joy. That's true. That I am 100% myself, and I'm really freeing. It's really freeing to feel that way. It's like really just a sense of unbridled freedom. <laughs> You're laughing, but it actually is. It is actually true. I think for the first time in my life, I told my therapist this this morning that I, that I was like, I don't think I've ever been this happy in my entire life. And it's not like everything is perfect. It's like, I agree. Or like, you know, we have a fucking... We got attacked by uh, ants this big time. And this week. Our dryer broke and our yeah. pool motor broke all in the same oh, week, yeah. and it was and an ant attack and an ant attack. Oh, an ant war actually. Oh my god! But but I have never felt so happy, and I'm not saying it's everything's going to stay like that forever. Like I'm just appreciating Amen. this t- happiness, and uh, I think it comes from this place, and that's why I think it w- we wanted to share it in an episode yes. of like finding your true self and kind of exploring that and also these like and declaring it a little bit too. yeah and owning it yeah 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 all right well that's all for now these Thanks, are unprocessed everybody. thoughts these are shit that they don't tell you they do not tell you they do not sh- tell you shits. what about they don't tell you these shits Mm-mm. so you're getting this shit right here see you on the next one bye Bye-bye. today's episode is brought to you by angie Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.